What's up, everybody? It is so great to have you guys with us. And thanks for tuning in, joining us uh, in this very obviously unique season that's been way longer than we ever thought. First off, hey, to all those kids and to Sonia and the whole team that led Kids Camp this week and their emceeing. And I know this morning already, today, we've already gone through the memory verse and Ty and Noah have led us through some awesome stuff as well. So well done to those guys. I'm super, not just as a dad, but as a, a pastor guy over a community, really proud of those guys for all the hard work. And it's pretty cool to see like 12, 13, 14 year olds leading the way in our church. So well done to you guys. And uh, here we are. We're kind of, kind of, heading towards the end of summer. I know we still have a few weeks left and I don't even know if you know this because of COVID, we actually have an extra week of summer this week, which is pretty cool. So Labor Day is a little later. Football hopefully is on the horizon, if all goes well. But uh, as you know, we've been in this series uh, walking through a book called Faith for Exiles and just looking at the key themes and just really wrestling through faith in our moment. And it's been, uh, I think, a great time. We had a couple introduction weeks and now we've taken five weeks just to go through each of the principles of things that healthy, resilient disciples are actually practicing. And if you didn't tune in midweek, you really missed out. You can actually go back and I would really encourage you to do so because these guys here around the table, we've just had some time together and I'm going to be honest we ate dinner together it was fantastic i hope i think i think it's uh i think we're okay to say that and we're socially distancing as best as we can but uh these guys have helped in an awesome conversation called the after show where we've just taken each day each teaching from sunday and just broken it down into kind of some better discussion we've had lots of fun between kendra's plant and arguments about audiobooks what else i'm trying to think yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, like sleep. Okay, yeah. sleepwalking is a thing. So if you missed any of those things, we just basically have bantered for the last number of weeks midweek. And what I thought to end kind of our week of kids camp, which we've been in, and to end this series, we would just have. I would love for these guys just to uh, take some time. We're just gonna wrestle through and give you a little snapshot of what we kind of wrestled through um, throughout the series, and just kind of bring it to an end. So the, one of the things we wanted to do is get you guys the book in hand. If you haven't had a chance to read it, that's okay. But we do encourage you to uh, to engage this stuff. With all that said, welcome, guys. Welcome. I often joke that, you know, discipleship is often back deck moments. And here we are. It's quiet enough tonight, today, wherever you're watching, uh, on the back deck. And so it's so good to have you guys. Is everybody doing okay? You guys doing all right? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, have, we, have we settled the audio? Is Have we settled the audio book thing? Like is audio... Uh, Listening oh, to an audiobook, is that now considered? <laughs> yes. we, all, we all ganged up on Kendra. Yeah. Yeah. I think you convinced me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> because, because of the sense of accomplishment, I think I would feel if I finished an audiobook would be the same as if I finished a Good. Book. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if anything, we have made some progress, you know, so we've, we've brainwashed <laughs> a few people. <laughs> it's good. We don't have Phil here today, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, some. We got some other. Oh, yeah? You'll I have to bring us up. You, you know what? I noticed it. You know what Phil needs? <laughs> Phil, by the way, is a plant that was growing behind Kendra as uh, we did these videos. Is he each hitting week. the ground? Uh, no, but he's getting very close. Yeah. Nice. Mm, yeah. Anyways, there's a plant. It's been time. growing. It's great. Phil needs uh, 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 its own Instagram account, is what I think. I think. Very yeah. boring. <laughs> 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 so, uh, what do you think? What uh, maybe uh, just would love to hear you guys. Uh, what stood out? Uh, maybe, maybe let's start with this. Actually, what in amongst all like of our first ever pandemic COVID summer, 
I think there's so much sometimes bad news. What has been good about this summer that maybe is different than other summers? Because I think this is actually part of life and God, learning in these moments to, I don't know, to navigate these interesting times. Anybody learn anything? You feel like that this stood out as something that's actually positive in and amongst things that haven't been so great. <laughs> we've had some good weather I yeah. must say this has been a great summer like it started nice and early as well and kind of I feel like just when everybody needed it yeah. the sun came out um, and so I think in that way I've been grateful for the sunshine and just be able to get out um, yeah. after so many months in the house yeah. so that's one good thing I think about this summer that it's been a good summer a cool. warm one yeah uh, just following up to that i think if the pandemic had hit a few months earlier it would have been a lot rougher for sure Uh, so i think it came at the right time because it was getting warmer people could get outside walk Mm -hmm. things like that so yeah Yeah. i agree weather Mm -hmm. weather definitely helped cool Mm -hmm. yeah cool and yeah anybody you feel like you slowed down (laughs) I think for me, this is really weird. <laughs> 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 it's been a long time. I think for me, when they let us see family and friends, that was uh, a big game changer. I think that um, like we schedule like when we're going to see our family, like we have to make sure that we go whether this week or next week or something like that. And it was like, we were so excited. Mm-hmm. And then when we got to see our friends, it was kind of like, I don't know. You like were, a reunion. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you're looking forward to it. You make a point of it and it's not just like something to check off your list. Like yeah. we have to have lunch with my parents or we have to go check in on your parents. It was kind of right. like, we want to do this. We yeah. can't wait to do this. Mm-hmm. So was, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it probably has made some of us uh, feel like in those little moments that you take for granted now are important yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the forced slowdown has been just interesting for everybody, depending mm-hmm. on whether you're an extrovert or an introvert and how you... We live in it a very extra... Like, I'm, I toe the line. Like, at the end of the day, I'm more introverted. But uh, we do... The one thing I've noticed is we live in an extroverted world. So it's been interesting for those that are more on the extroverted yeah. side of things, how that how that rolls yeah. okay one more thing yeah yeah <laughs> um small talk with your colleagues at work was something that i always was kind of like uh. <laughs> me too and now don't you love it like i i yes. messaged my colleague i was I like we're working on the backyard and, <laughs> 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 and, her up. and i, I just like it yeah i'm yeah. like let me do my work and now i'm just like what are you guys doing how are you kids <laughs> yeah. you're like somebody just please talk to me so funny so funny well this is i just want to read the end of the sermon on the mount this is what our whole church community is based off of jesus says this beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly are uh, ravenous ra- ravenous there's the word of the day wolves you will know them by their fruits Um, And Jesus goes on, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. And then he goes on, Therefore, um, everyone who hears these words of mine, so all the words that he's spoken in the Sermon on the Mount, may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock, and the rain fell, and the floods came against the house, and yet it did not fall because it was built on the rock, for it had been founded on the rock. Uh, and verse 26, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. And just the idea for us has always been 
Discipleship is this formation, this way of life. We're drawn into the kingdom of God. We now practice, and that's actually what makes us wise. Mm. What do you take away from, you know, the introduction with the Canadian stats? Obviously, we're in an interesting moment. But as well, these five kind of principles, um, I call them principles. I guess it's more in the book, practices that are proven in disciples' lives. Um, what do you think? What, what stood out? Is there any one in particular? I think, um, you know, there's obviously uh, five that we've looked at the last number of weeks from calling and vocation to intimacy with Jesus to relationships. Has anything s- stood out to you as kind of paramount or something that you think is essential in following Jesus, especially in our time? I mean, I think the big one coming for this week was reading kind of the fifth practice about being countercultural. Yeah. Um, Especially in this day and age now, I think everybody's looking for some sort of an answer. And I think we just have a massive opportunity to have an answer or at least to share that in, in proper ways. Um, whether or not it's online, whether, you know, have, like I said, I mean, having an online presence. Um, yeah, I just think it was a great opportunity right now to live counterculturally. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think um, maybe that's something that's not talked a lot about enough, too. We just kind of assume. And then for some people, like 20 or 30 years goes by and you realize um, the world we live in has changed and how are we going to adapt? Um, the big thing right now through COVID, the big word was pivot. I think it's such a funny yeah. word. It's <laughs> fun. It's fun. As the basketball coach yeah. coaches are yeah. like, yeah, there's a word. But um, uh I just, I don't think it's just COVID. I think um, one of the things that we've learned uh, and maybe from the book, we've developed this more in our conversation is just learning how to live well in in the different culture in which we're in, which is hard. It's, uh, we've been honest to say, like that's actually the harder option for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other big themes, thoughts you guys have thought through and stuff that stands out? No pressure. It's a little thing, I think, but it is kind of a game changer for me. I is the little fact about um, surrounding yourself, like immersing yourself in some of Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Maybe immersion isn't the best use of terminology there. Like, But being selective and actually actively taking in Christian teaching yep. and just like even Christian influencers and stuff like that, I am very selective about what I read that is Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to read less. And I don't listen to a lot of Christian podcasts or anything. But the thing is, like, you you do sort of become what you listen to and what you take in. And so I want to be a little bit more intentional about how I intake Christian culture mm-hmm. yeah. in, a, in a good way, in a way that like, benefits mm-hmm. my own growth. For sure. Does that make sense? So totally. Yeah. Totally. Like, uh, it's probably a little bit to the balance of, like, you don't want, like, some – because we often call it the subculture, and we poke – it so I think actually that's actually maybe one of the things that I've leaned into from this like there's certain things I've thought through as like a pastor church leader but that maybe that's probably actually the biggest thing for me has been like how do you create because the call the church in this week uh, if you were you know uh, so last week's teaching we talked about this a little bit you know creating a a counterculture how do you do that without maybe creating a subculture Mm -hmm. you know and I know you know 20 years from now our kids like uh, could sit here and you know be doing a podcast or whatever floating on hoverboards or (laughs) whatever they're doing as far as media and future yeah and and doing their thing and talk about you know 
the cultures that they grow up in poke fun. I'm, I'm actually mm-hmm. okay with that. But I have, I've, I'm wrestling through like the countercultural way of the church. Um, and, uh, but without creating like this weird kind of subculture. And there's, there's not necessarily an answer to that, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Cause like, I don't actually want to be fully immersed in Christian culture. Right. That sounds really boring and awful. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And it can become people's whole lives, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm not taking my own growth and learning actively, seriously, whatever, then it doesn't just happen on its own. Right. Mm-hmm. Is the thing yeah. maybe that most concerns me is that if I'm not actively like in the Bible or talking about it or reading about it or something like in mm-hmm. some sort of intake, it, then my growth doesn't necessarily happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to be constant, like all the time. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. just to be watchful maybe. Yeah. But that, I think that's, <laughs> that's a hard thing because we're not attending church the same way yeah. we were right because yeah. we have to be more intentional about that's a good point mm-hmm. about doing that because you don't have that like weekly standing date yeah. where yes. you're going to yeah. intake something right. you know yeah. and like so now now mm-hmm. you have to find it or you know yeah actually yeah view it yeah yeah right. some 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 great points being made uh so i agree with kendra in terms of um you know, there's a lot of material out there um, that's available uh, for just Christianity, but um, a lot of it's boring. <laughs> a lot of it's extreme. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's uh, you know, Christianity is an interesting thing because uh, you know, it's quite a pendulum, right? You can have the very extreme, and you can have sort of a liberal wing as well of mm-hmm. uh, Christianity. So, and then I think um, you know, the book talks about being intentional and about um needing i think 500 and something hours a year mm-hmm. of like intake uh, i don't think i come nearly <laughs> close to consuming that but i think the point is um to be intentional uh, but at the same time um the uh you you know you do I, I look at my own kids for instance right like i look at their growth as well i'm at a certain point where I think I'm a mature Christian, although I still uh, need uh, to intake the word and to um, to sort of still grow. Uh, I think about mentorship, which is something that the book talks about. Uh, I think about my young teenager who's 14 years old, my 10 year old coming up, and uh, I think about his spiritual, their spiritual well-being, and the responsibility I have to make sure that. Um, that they're exposed to um, scripture and that they grow up to be good young men and um, young men full of faith uh, but also just the people that are entrusted to me in, in whether it be in a community uh, you know and, or in terms of mentorship so yeah I'd say those are the things that stood out to me cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah and the intergenerational stuff going back to what you were talking about Kendra it's interesting with the whole subculture kind of discussion like um, as you say, yeah, I forget exactly what your words were, but like, um, Me too. <laughs> but kind of with, uh, uh, like, I don't want to be completely immersed in it. It's always interesting because one of the shifts we, I think we need to have is this is God's world, right? Mm-hmm. So like there, yes, there is a cr- Christian counterculture, but I think that's maybe where we've lost a little bit. Like we're already losing when we come from a posture that we're trying to create something, something outside of this world. Mm-hmm. And there's, this is where like the theology guy kind of tips his hat and goes like, 
we've talked a lot about God not throwing this world out when it comes to work, mentorship, vocation, that the telos, like the world is going, like as Christians, Mm -hmm. fundamental to our theology is the world is going somewhere, and that's to complete renewal. too bad we didn't have time because some people have been asking, even my own kids, like, what do you think heaven is like? Legit, I don't have scripture and verse for this. This could be totally out of place, but I don't care. I'm on my back deck, so it's all good. <laughs> but I think, like, legit, the world we will live in forever is a rep- rep- replica of this one. I believe London, I will believe I will be a resident here forever in a completely renewed world, but that's for another day. New um, podcast series. New, new <laughs> podcast series. The one on heaven, the one on hell. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I always say to people, you know, oh, well, the people be like, oh, I don't like the city. I don't like that and what I always say to them um, what I always say to them you don't like it because of the sin and injustice but imagine once all that's flipped back on its head and Jesus kind of comes in and sets up shop it's going to be amazing so all of this has like there are there are theological components but I think yeah we can come from a posture of losing if we don't understand that this is um, God's world it's just that the the fine line of right now as the counterculture um, the content the things that we bring into our lives the things that form us I mean we've been talking about this forever is, is really important yeah I think one of the things that I, I kind of think about as well is the saying you know we're 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 in this world but we're not of this world yeah. it's you know something as you know growing up in an evangelical environment that's kind of what you hear all the time and how you you're taught to kind of form as well your way of thinking mm-hmm. um that we're in this world but we're not of this world so ensure you're separating yourself and you ensure you're clearly delineating yourself from the world itself at the same time i feel like as you know kind of maturing as a christian as well like it's not that simple you know it's not that simple as oh you're in the world but you're not of this world so ensure that in everything you do you're separate or you're you know kind of doing things completely different i found you find your middle ground almost you know of where you are and i think this is kind of what you're alluding to as well um kendra is that you know we we find our space um that we are in the world, but we still know who we are, you know, called by Christ um, and living a life that is, you know, fully in him. But yet we're still functioning <laughs> almost, right? Because I think that's what it kind of comes down to. It's almost like survival mode, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I feel like, you know, some of the things that I was maybe taught previously growing up is like it would make me so separate that I would not be able to almost function in the world if I didn't mm-hmm. at least try to adapt you know in certain ways and try to almost compromise and understand the world's culture too and meet them halfway right um i feel like sometimes you know as christians unintentionally we may um put the world off of us by trying to be so separate from it Mm -hmm. and not meeting them almost halfway so that we can share christ with them Mm -hmm. right and so i think that's kind of the struggle that i have in finding that 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 in-between balance of Mm -hmm being in the world but not off the world at the same time as well i'm called to disciple mm-hmm. you know and so yeah finding that space to do that all of that and yeah yeah i mean i completely agree i even like you mentioned her i was like I was reading the chapter and just thinking like countercultural just sounds such sounds like such a bad word yeah. like to me when you think of counter you think of you know, I mean, it, it would be opposite. Like she made the example of like, oh, well, it's counterclockwise. It just means the other way. But I think we've taken the, that word and been more anti. Mm-hmm. So anti-cultural, whereas in, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. where there's things where, yeah, we need to be, you know, you know, s- separate. But to the point where, like we used the word earlier about sheltering, and, mm-hmm. you know, whether or not we want to get down the conversation about Christian schools and all those types of things where it's a matter of keeping us separate and trying to get people to come with us 
to that area, whereas and we're supposed to be we're called to be out in the world. Um, and I think it's I think it's good to um, I think you get you you become wise by you know getting you know Christian literature or different things in you, but also learning the opposite. You know, it, it's we can't be afraid to learn of other things that are out there, and I think that just helps us grow in our walk. Um, just little things I even remember when I was, when I was in youth and, and, and leading and stuff just the, all the kids were big into you know like hip-hop and rap music and just use you know different examples of the people they're listening to like whether or not it was Jay-Z 50 Cent or different yeah. things like that at the time and it was like cool man like they're really good artists but also like there's Lecrae there's different things that yeah. you should listen to that and then they were like yeah you know there's, there's really without being like no no you can't listen to this yeah. but it was just more so as in like there's other options out there and yeah, I don't know. I just think we need to be less anti, mm -hmm. and I don't know. Just yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well as 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 we've gotten like I've got older kids. I have a fourteen year old at home, right? And we were just talking about music just before this conversation as well, and that's sort of the the part where I've had to kind of be flexible because I can't tell him you cannot listen to this. I will take away your phone if I see this song on your phone. Like, that's just not a reality of how I really want to raise him. I want him to also be able to kind of make the right decisions and make the right choices. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, whereas I, I actually grew up that way, right? Yeah. I was like, yes. 80s and 90s. like, hard, sure. like oh, you yeah. do not. Oh, my goodness. R. Kelly. Yeah. Holy, okay, I don't blame my mom now. I totally don't blame my mom now for not making But yeah, it's, it's, you know, kind of finding that balance. And I think, like I said, you know, as I've become a parent of older kids, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, compromise, com I wouldn't call it compromising. I don't know if we can find another word. Can mm. we find another word for, for what it is we do? But um, well, I think you're educating too yeah. your kids on making decisions, not just saying no. Like, why yeah. do we listen to this? Right. Why should we not listen? Like, exactly. I just think, like, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. the hard no is what screwed a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. Exactly. Not learning, just being told no. Yeah, I, I like that term, educating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What yeah, do you? Yeah. What do you guys? So let's let's shift a little bit. This is so good. And again. Uh, this is a, now like a Sunday gathering for us. If you've missed, honestly, any of uh, this, this is what we've done midweek for the last <laughs> six or seven weeks. It's just, it's been on Zoom, but we just sat around and, and wrestled through this stuff. And I just think, honestly, this is the best place and space is just wrestling through. This is what we want, the hope with this was almost like a small group, but online so that people could listen in. And I think one of the things, we have some amazing communities meeting um, one of the things that's beautiful about it is it, it feels like this, which is so good. But, you know, so you shift kind of the idea of the church. What do you think What do you think this says for the church, like some of what we're learning? Um, I'll, I'll kind of preface with this. It's interesting. Um, I have had, you know, I grew up in the same church. My parents are amazing and led church. I think one of the things... Um, starting and planting a church is like, okay, it's going to grow. It's going to get big. We're going to do it. It's going to be, you know, it's the, I, I've very much grown up in a world uh, um, where, you know, you have faith and faith sees that grow and something, typically people view something as growing as, as successful. Uh, I'm a Hillsong kid. I know way back in the early 2000s, I went to Hillsong. It was actually uh, a, a year and a bit that changed, radically changed my life. I loved it so much. Uh, so much life change from that. 
But it's interesting as I continue to think through what we're wrestling through about real discipleship. Not that my mind has changed on everything, but it's just interesting now looking at how it really takes integrated, tight-knit communities, I think, in the future to really make disciples. It's different than it was in the 90s and the early 2000s. As things shift and change in our own culture. And it's not necessarily about big or small, but it's funny how, um, what's, you know, some of the things in, as I look at the church, can you actually get things accomplished with a large amount of people? And that's not to push back again on the big church. It's just to, I'm starting to see now, like some of the things that this perpetuates as far as discipleship, I'm beginning to wonder like, how can you really do this with hundreds and even thousands of people? Maybe that's for another time. Um, what do you think? Like, what, like in the church, as far as like being a tight knit community and expressing some of these things, uh, I don't mean as much as far as like size of church, but like, what do you think the implications are for the church moving forward? And, and even when, as we talk about COVID, it's going to be a different day down the road when things quote unquote get back to normal. What do you think it looks? Do you think it's, you know, what do you think it looks like? It's going to be more integrated. Um, are things going to be seen as? Are things going to be seen maybe not as successful? Maybe as now people's hearts and minds turn to go. You know what? Maybe that was, maybe the integration of church and homes. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. to go to a home church movement, but I just mean like the real life on life stuff that is often missed as churches get bigger. Do you think that? What do you think? What do you think about that? I just wanted to share. I, I, my heart is slowly changing, and it's not again not about size. Mm-hmm. It's more about like when we talk about discipleship and following Jesus um, how can this be done you know yeah. especially for the future after COVID where everybody's going to be fr- yeah. afraid to be around each other too right uh, I think community is going to be crucial um, going forward even more crucial than, than it's ever been um, for many different reasons first one maybe being that uh, I well coincidentally the name of the book is Faith for Exile yeah. so when you think about the word exile it means um, being um, almost uh, from a place but sent away or being apart. Uh, that's my own definition. I just made that no, up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it, I think that's what it means. But uh, yeah, it means being separate or yeah. um, not being part of something. So you know, not being part of the world, yeah. right? Not being like I think you were talking about um, being in the world but not being of it. So, I think because of that, because we'll be different, because we're different, um, because we're, I think Christ, Christ, Christianity is becoming sort of a, a scares, uh, we're becoming a scarce species, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> and because of it, um, I think we need to be tight. Yeah, we need to stick together. We need to support each other, and uh, you know, I love the fact that our. our you know, we can sort of have a place where our kids can go and learn. Um, you know, where if if a family has, you know has a newborn in the house, mm-hmm. then we can support that family. We can drop meals. Um, you know, three think, three COVID babies, by yeah. the way. We <laughs> have three COVID babies. Or four. Right? Or three, three as of today, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. Like, who, what other type of community does that? Mm-hmm. Um, not, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's special that we can mm-hmm. support families in, in time of need like that. Likewise, if you have different kinds of life events, whether good or bad, um, I think the church community can step in and, and help. 
um, that only happens through community, I think. Right. So right. Yeah. I think like we used to say, or it used to be said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that in real life you can spot a fake a mile away mm-hmm. right and that's like a yeah. challenge for for christians i think is to be like really we like to stay authentic yeah, yeah. Human, right but during covid it's really easy to hide behind a brand mm-hmm. or an instagram account and people can just sort of like the look or the style of your community of believers but I think that we've also seen during COVID that we're really looking for the helpers. Mm-hmm. We're really, like everybody's looking for the boots on the ground. Who's helping who inside the church and outside the church. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, I think moving forward, have more and more of an opportunity to be the authentic, like real people mm-hmm. who know our neighbors yeah. and like yeah. to be present. take time, mm-hmm. like have a posture where we can be disrupted by the people around us and their needs, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. I, li- I, I love that. Heaven. Posture, uh, posture of disruptability is a steep. Wow. <laughs> that will <laughs> 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 It can be disrupted. Yeah, yeah. That, wow. I cannot make yeah. that out. But, but. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think, like, true to your question, um, yeah, you hold it, is, like, so the marker of success is different. Like, you're not looking at crowds anymore. Mm. Right? Like, just, mm-hmm. so if it's a, ba- a matter of, like, how big is your church, I mean that doesn't. I mean it still matters, but it's not the one thing people are looking at. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I just think there's. It's interesting just with like mm-hmm. what what restrictions will be. We don't know that yeah. yet down the road, and um, and even like, yeah, it's just interesting. Even for what we feel in our hearts is being constructive, I think that one thing COVID will do is it'll push us back to. I think it is pushing us back to. Um, better better markers for that and I can't, what Kendra just said I think it, we're all in in uh, agreement with that and I just I do think it's interesting as you look through this whole season um, uh, there's been a drawback to the things that actually really matter and um, yeah it's interesting just the markers of success how that's changing at least in our, in our posture in our mind and again it's not necessarily about big and small it's just how we you know how we uh, approach like for example I um uh, anyway, I know of a church uh, was planted or started a, a bunch of years ago and had massive vision and we're posting like pictures of stadiums filled like this is going to be the church. And it's right now maybe a church of 70 or 80 people. And just knowing um, some of the agony that has that the leaders have felt through that. And yet I think the posture maybe should be, man, like love those 70 or 80 mm-hmm. people. Take joy yeah. in in that and I think that's mm-hmm. going to be more of a thing after this whole thing is said and done again it's not about yeah. big and small but it's just it's been excruciating to watch the agony in them mm-hmm. thinking well we're going to we've seen this and we've come from even a culture of this mm-hmm. so we're going to fill buildings and and the internal like dying to that mm-hmm. um, I guess the posture you know it just is it's interesting just the change of posture to say whoa like um can we act even when it comes to discipleship? What can we actually accomplish um, in an integrated community like that is is important. Um, maybe one last thing. This has been so good. And again, man, if you're just uh, watching today, thanks for watching. I just really appreciate it. Um, just all that God's doing in our community. It's really cool to to again have people who are you know a part of the community um, aren't paid to be here. Just you know 
sharing and, and uh, it's so it's so good for us you're like i'm not paid to be here what? sorry there's no check in the mail <laughs> but um you get you get what <laughs> you got you. Take, take the cookies you got the cookies we paid um, you with dinner <laughs> digital digital babylon you know this whole uh thing was predicated on digital babylon um what do you think for the church i know we've taught we've kind of laid the ground for this but you know at you know six or seven or eight weeks later now digital babylon how do you think we live in digital Babylon faithfully now that we've talked the way we have the last bunch of weeks? Anything come to mind just kind of as kind of the concluding thoughts of what we've been wrestling through? I, I hope, I mean, just the way to hold the digital aspect, I hope with this, the church has been less afraid to, you know, see the potential that they have. Yeah. And the idea of, you know, they ha- can have an online presence. It doesn't have to be just in a building. Yeah. It can be outwards of that, um, and I hope, and I, yeah, and I hope that some pastors and some you know some church um, churches have just been surprised at what they've been able to do and what they can do, and they just continue to go on with that. Yeah. Um, because I think I think we should be more of a presence everywhere, as opposed to just being okay. Well, you need to go here to this building, and this is where the presence is. I think we just have an ability to be online. You know, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of different thing. And I just hope that once things start to slowly go back to normal, we don't shy away from that. Sure. And it's just a, you can integrate a little bit of both, but still be an online part. Because I feel like too, I think some churches will start to grow smaller and not necessarily in believers going smaller but i just think people with comfortability of going into actual buildings mm-hmm. will be far less um so i just uh, yeah i hope, I hope that you just continues to embrace you know what, what they've been able to do during these times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool any other thoughts yeah i think as well like uh and i and yeah you know i i really reiterate what um Kevin just said as well is that what I hope is that people kind of really start to concentrate more on the heart of God and what his will and plan and purpose mm-hmm. is in all of this rather than concentrating on what we want mm-hmm. the plan and purpose to be because I think sometimes we can kind of let that get in the way and then we see challenges and barriers and circumstances that don't allow us to have church the way we want it to be or have church the way we think it should be. Mm-hmm. But instead of embracing it and saying, you know what, God is still God, yeah. he's still sovereign, yeah. you know, Jesus is still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, and no matter what, we know he's got this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hope that that's kind of the faith building that happened during this time so that when we go back, no matter what church looks like, that we will be able to continue yeah. um, in faith, you know, and that we will continue to to just do what he's called us to do, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, back to the basics almost, you know, and just trust in that. And whatever, um, you know, whatever this world kind of becomes, we know, you know, who has this world in their hands mm-hmm. and, and and just trusting in that and having faith in that because yeah. I think sometimes the uncertainty can be so scary that sure. we we you know and and we're measuring things like you talked about in successes of how many people's in the pews or you know how big is our choirs or you know can we have our choirs and mm-hmm. things like that I think we get so overwhelmed with those kinds of things and you have to ask yourself what is the heart of God mm-hmm. can we go <laughs> Can we go back to the heart of worship? Then we go back to, you know, you know, yeah. But you know that song just rings so true right mm-hmm. now in this time. You know, 
um let's get back to the heart of worship when it's 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 about god it's not about me it's not about how many peopleism are in my pews it's who am i serving am i being the hands and feet of god am i being the eyes and ears of jesus um that's what it's all about you know yeah so good yeah so good well this has been really good i mean um just to drill down on these these things these practices are are important and i want to say thank you to you guys for taking time especially in the summer we have never really ramped up like we have in the summer. Part of that is because we're not obviously gathered on Sundays together. So we really appreciate this. Maybe we'll get an opportunity to do this again. I know we've talked like a book club maybe over the summer. We'll see. We'll see what next audio summer. Book. Yeah, audio, audio book club. Audio book club. I love it. Um, we want to say thank you to our church community. Anybody that's listening and watching. Uh, we also know the podcast community that listens. We're just thankful for you guys as well. So we hope this has been beneficial to you guys. Uh, just a couple things. Again, we just finished a great week of kids camp we're so thankful to the team and everybody that was involved with that i know i've said that next sunday actually is going to be a time where for the first time in a number of months we're actually going to be together for those that feel comfortable and choose to do so we're going to be together um next sunday we're going to be at Springbank park right near the pavilion we will be socially distanced we will follow protocols but uh we're going to have a we're calling it a socially distanced town hall and so next Sunday morning at 10.30, if you want to join us, join us at Springbank Park. Bring a blanket or a chair. Uh, come along. It's not going to be long, but we'll bring you up to speed. The team would love to bring everybody up to speed. But just a few things we're looking at ahead to. There is also, that if you don't feel comfortable with that, that's totally cool. There is a Zoom option at 6 p.m. You'll have exactly the same thing, but in the evening on Zoom. Join us at 6 p.m. Uh, you can go there, go to the website. You can you can sign up. We'd love to for you to let us know that you're coming to one of the options and we love we really appreciate it just as a church community a leadership community if you would join us for that just uh, because we'd love to bring you up to speed and and, uh, even hear from you and answer any questions as we kind of look ahead we're not in a rush but uh, we're just uh, you know kind of slowly looking ahead to uh, you know the the, the future as every community um, not just churches everybody is but we'd love to have you join us so 10 30 next Sunday that'd be great we love you Uh, I just pray when we pray grace and peace on you for watching And we pray you have an amazing week. See you soon.